Hey, welcome everybody. It's Abraham Deweese back once again on the Seattle Sports Union Podcast. We have a Sounders show today, that's right, and we are bringing on our Sounders expert, one Richard A. or M. Richard A. M.? Sorry, Richard A. Michelson. <laughs> Rich, it's been a while since you've been on the show. I've already forgotten your last name. Forget indeed, the fact indeed. that we grew up together. <laughs> yeah, no big deal. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, so Sounders beat Colorado 2-1 to one. last week. They were on a losing streak, and they yep. were able to get them get their way out of there with a 2-1 win. But they didn't do it the easy way. They did it the hard way. Uh, mm-hmm. They were they were a man down early in the second half, got a red card. How impressive is this, Rich? It's super impressive. This is um, this is what good teams in all sports do. They win the games they ought not to win. Uh, in soccer, they draw the games they ought not to draw. Uh, they somehow manufacture runs in baseball, and you have a whole bunch of one-run wins, like say twenty-one years ago with the two thousand one Mariners, right? They, they won a whole bunch of games they shouldn't have won. Um, the, the, the mantra from the announcers that year was two out, so what, right? Well, yeah. this year were the Sounders. The Sounders have a lot of ugly wins. They have a bunch of, uh, a couple of ugly draws. And um, they have a whole bunch of one goal losses. They have the one uh, loss uh, that was pretty bad to, to Portland. I mean, to be quite honest, here at home. Uh, that kind of kicked off this losing streak. Well, well, that's not just bad. That was embarrassing to have such the largest crowd of the year. And yeah. it was it was um, mostly Sounders fan. It wasn't like yeah. the entire state of Oregon came up. It was yeah. in front of a lot of friendly faces. Yep. And um, and I mean, on, honestly, the, the Sounders had more talent on the field that night uh, than the, the, the Tempers did. And they just that you know it was a duck it was it was it was horrible they, they it was a, a complete turd of a game um across the board and you know that trend continued for the next couple of games um just not not quite clicking um and i won't say that uh the win on uh, on the weekend was clicking right but it was it was a tough defensive um you know uh match against a team they should have beat they gave up an early goal in the first what six seven minutes i want to say diego rubio gets loose um as he's want to he's not particularly a good scorer but he's uh if if you don't mark him he's gonna or you give him open shots you know you you give professionals enough open shots they're gonna win you know they're gonna get him in the net that that's happened the entire losing streak rich yeah yeah like it's it's defensive breakdown it's it's so it's it's I I don't know where it is that this is you know I don't know where to where to point the blame right I mean because um, for so long for the last seven eight years the Sounders backline has been a strength of the team it is it has been a uh, the you know, the foundation that everything is built on and this back line is essentially the same as the one from last year. The only difference being Jackson Reagan, um, who's come in as a, who was the guy that got carded, right? Uh, yeah, he was the guy that got carded a few weeks ago with the red card, but he, um, on two stupid yellows, just, just rookie mistakes basically. Right. Um, but he's been pretty good. I mean, like he's, is he going to be, is he the, is he better than the starters? No. But okay. he's so pretty good. 
So Rich, you're avoiding you're avoiding who on that back line though is the problem, and it's a guy who got sat for this last game against uh, Colorado, right? Mm-hmm. New, yeah, New who has uh, has 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 had attitude problems throughout his career, different times uh, with the Sounders. Um, and I mean, I don't know what what the the deal is. I, I'll tell you what I think the deal is. The deal is, I think that. Last year, we saw the best new who we could see when he was playing left center back in a back, a back three or a back five, depending on your terminology. Um, but he was primarily tasked with defensive responsibilities. He was outstanding. And that's basically all he did was defense. And then occasionally he'd slide out to left back. Um, this year, we've been playing mostly with the four, four guys in the back, and he's been the left back and a four man back line. The left and right backs are responsible for coming up the sidelines and supporting uh, the outside uh, that, midfielders. That's, that's the old and, DeAndre and, Yedlin role, right? Well, yeah, the DeAndre led Yedlin, and uh, uh, you know, if you want to go way back, uh, uh, Leo Gonzalez on the overlap, right? It's, it's yep. the classic thing is they come up and support. If there's an opportunity, they make a run down the sideline on their side. Well, the problem is Nuhu is a black hole this year in possession just watch the next match he gives up silly passes all the time right silly passes but even more to the point he gets into a commanding attacking position on the left side and i would say eight times out of ten maybe nine it's either horizontal or back he doesn't try to beat people in the dribble he can he's fast enough he's got moves he has step overs for days you see him do it but he, he doesn't ever usually try to do that. He doesn't do combination play, you know, like a one-two with, uh, say, Jordan Morris or Nico Lodero or something. Um, and he just doesn't, he doesn't contribute that much on the offensive, in the offensive third. And, um, and, and more to the point, he slows everything down. It's not like if, if he was giving the ball back he's, up really he fast. Slows te- he slows it down due to technique, though, right? Not because he's an actual like slow player, right? I think he's he slows it down because he's not he ha, he can't make fast decisions attacking. He okay. can make incredibly fast uh, speed of thought decisions on defense, like that's instinctual for him. Um, but he can't figure out where he wants to go with the ball. It and so if he has that problem, why not just put him at center back? Why why have him on the attack? Um, Is that? I mean, it's it, it was due to the personnel that we had this this year. Um, we moved on from Brad Smith, um, and we had Jimmy Madronda and uh, kind of as a backup left back. The problem with Jimmy is that he often gets hurt. He, he has a history of, of injuries. He's not so much with the Sounders, but you know he had a little bit of a. He was out the first part of the season this year, um, so knew who kind of inherited that position by default. Um, and I mean. Kellen Rowe at left back really has not been uh, a great answer. Uh, I was, one of the questions, I, I'm looking, dude, I'm looking at my, at my outline yeah, for today's show. Yeah. And yeah. I was going to pick you apart on this guy. Cause okay, earlier no. in the season, you're trying to tell me this guy was no, good. No, 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 no. You like to create controversy. There is no controversy. I'm not creating controversy. Kellen, Kellen Rowe is not a starter. Kellen Rowe is Mike Gallego. Oh no. Uh, old Oakland athletics from the eighties. No, he's yes. not. Yes, he is. See, no. he is the utility guy. Kellen Rowe is a superstar utility man. 
in Major League Soccer. He can play left back, right back, all the center field positions, uh, outside, uh, you know, both of the uh, attacking midfield positions. He can play central midfield. He's not a starter. He's a great guy to have on your bench as that utility guy or the spot starter. The problem the Sounders have had the last two seasons is they have had such a rash of injuries that Kellen Rowe has played every single game. Yeah. That's the problem. Okay. No, I get, I get that, but I just don't. He's I, not, I, you don't want him starting at any of those positions on a consistent basis. You want him you, to be your bench you guy. I sit here and tell me though, he's the Mike Gallego. I mean, he's barely Beauregard the janitor from the Muppets. And, and, you're, and you're telling me like, this guy's amazing. Like as he's a not, utility guy, like he is, wow. he is, he, he is. I guarantee you, if you ask, he's not a body. He's way better than a body. He I don't know. is if, a flawed player that makes at least one incredibly dumb mistake a game. But he's also a guy that can fill in. <laughs> oh, and, that's all it takes, dude. Well, right. But you also have a whole bunch of young players. You have a whole bunch of like 16-year-old kids down at Tacoma. He's better than them. So, no, I don't, I don't know about that. I, I, again, I mean, if he's a body, then he's Mr. Body from the Clue movie, and he's face down usually <laughs> when I see him. I want to talk about somebody who's not just a body, though. I want to talk okay. about uh, okay. Friday. Friday, big matchup against LAFC. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. the, the Sounders own that night. I mean, everybody's going to be watching the Mariners. I get that. But, you know, uh, you know, consider putting on the Sounders and the other TV because one Welshman by the name of Gareth Bale, good old... Tottenham and Real Madrid fame uh, should be playing, right? For the LAFC? Yes. In, indeed. Um, along with uh, Giorgio uh, Collini, who came over from the Italian uh, perennial champions Juventus on a, on a free transfer. He's an incredibly talented center back. As recently as uh, six months ago, he was a starter for the Italian national team in the World Cup qualifying campaign. Now, their team didn't make it to the World Cup, but that has nothing to do with uh, Kalini's uh, talent. It's uh, more to do with man- senior management issues and uh, hubris, let's say. Um, However, yeah. Wales made it to the World Cup. Yes, Wales did. they'll be did. playing uh, the United States in the first they round, will, right? They will indeed uh, be playing the United States. Um yeah, I we mean, gotta, LAFC is a buddies. big matchup. It is a we, big matchup. We got to call up our buddies uh, for Swansea. and uh, We should do that. We yeah. should do that. <laughs> Maybe going into the start of the of the English uh, uh, f- football season. As That's a were. good idea. Anyway, back to Bale. I mean, yes, I, I'm getting excited. I think a lot of even casual people that have watched international soccer have heard this name. Mm-hmm. Um is this just a guy picking up a paycheck while he's in his late thirties or is this, is there a talent there to, to be had? I mean, I mean, he is not just picking up a paycheck. First of all, he took a huge pay cut specifically to come to LA. Mm-hmm. He's not even on a designated player contract. He's on a, um, a TAM contract, which is the kind of the next level down that lets you break T- the, TAM the salary cap. For, TAM uh, for. Targeted allocation money. So basically he's on a contract that's way below his actual market value. Uh, reports are that he had uh, at least six other offers from a variety of clubs across Europe, uh, including some of the biggest clubs. He decided that he he wanted to come to the, to America and play in L.A. And so uh, he's going to do that. 
Uh, he's an incredibly talented player. He can play uh, left uh, forward, right forward, or center forward. Um, when he's healthy, he is absolutely electric. Um, I mean, is he's he gonna a, take, is he going to pair with Vila, or will he be? Yeah, he's he's he. I guarantee you, he could pair with Vila. I mean, he he played alongside Cristiano Ronaldo and. Um, Kareem Benzema, two of the biggest egos in European football okay. um, uh, to ever, ever step foot. I mean, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo has an incredibly arrogant, uh, big attitude. He's, he's a pampered prima donna. Uh, Kareem Benzema uh, has the stones to go sleep with one of his national team teammates, wives or girlfriends while on national team duty like at a at a, a world cup or a european championship camp okay so like the stones on this guy um my, my point is is that bale uh many complaints have been made about him due to his health he's had a he seems to have uh sometimes gets a runs of injuries where he just goes from one injury to another and misses significant time but no one ever complains about him as a teammate in fact everyone always praises that he's a great teammate always works hard helps younger players uh, is always willing to put in extra work, willing to work on chemistry things, which soccer, like basketball, it's all about, you know, subtle, subtle pieces of chemistry in your movement and passing. So, um, and, and I mean, the ability, this guy can do everything in soccer. Okay. Like uh, if, if you want to go to a baseball analogy, he's a five tool player. If you want a baseball comparison, he is healthy, young Ken Griffey Jr., the seasons he was hitting 55 home runs for the Mariners. Okay. That that's the level of talent comparatively. This is uh, they don't have a hall of fame in, in, in soccer really, but this guy is a hall of fame quality. If they had, if they, if they had such a thing. So sure. But he's in his what mid thirties to late thirties. He's uh 30. I want to say 33. Okay. How much left is in the tank for him? I think a lot because he's had, um, he's had a bunch of seasons where he hasn't just, just, just hasn't put in a lot of, of time on, um, you know, on, on the game pitch and he's been injured and whatnot the last two or three seasons. So um, it's minutes played more than anything else. It's, you know, how much running have you done, you know, in your career? And he just hasn't run as much as most fast, agile, you know, forwards of his, of his age and caliber have. Um, so I think a lot is left in the tank um, and, and, and more to the point, like all great players, truly talented, great players. He, he just needs one moment and one sliver of, uh, you know, window to, to do something incredible. So, um, yeah, well, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully we don't see that Friday night. Okay. Um, and that, <laughs> yes, that, that, hopefully we see him not have a moment. Uh, and we sit in the ninth place in the West and we're on the outside looking in. If the playoffs were to start today, uh, no Sounders for the first time in, the his, in their history mm-hmm. uh, with, in the playoffs. But I mean, there's still time to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, does this game mean more for Seattle getting in? Or does this mean more for LAFC, who has in the last several years never been able to defeat their bugaboo in the Sounders? Um, I think this actually means more for LA than it does for the Sounders. The Sounders are struggling. The Sounders have a number of injuries, including the injury to 
uh, Raul Rui Diaz, their, their best, you know, uh, who has been their best offensive guy, but I, you know, he's, he's really been the most consistent of the, of the big players on, on the team this year. Uh, It's just, unfortunately, he's had a series of injuries uh, this year as well. Um, You know, really everyone on the Sounders um, has kind of had an up and down year with the exception of maybe Stefan Fry. Um, and maybe Chris, I'd say Christian rolled on really are the two that have only that have consistently been good every game, uh, you know, for Boy, the Sounders. So, LAFC, so that's bad. LAFC's tired of Stefan Fry, aren't they? They really are. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and more to the point. So here, here's the other thing it's at home for LA. Okay. This is it's, it's at home. It's on a Friday night. It's national television. And they've just added all these, these stars, right? Right. Uh, and so uh, they have this is more the, talent than the Sounders do. They should win this game. This is the core. Here's how I put it to people. This is the coronation that they wanted with the Champions League title, but they didn't get that. And I kind of feel like this is their midseason victory that if they can get it. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, L.A. has come close on a couple of things to winning, you know, uh, an actual uh, trophy that uh, they won the um, the supporter shield a few years back, but uh, for the best regular season record, that's what that's for. But they they just haven't been able to to get the Sounders number when it matters. Here's the thing, Sounders fans: Friday's game does not matter in the large scheme of things. If the Sounders go down to LA and get blasted, it does not matter. I don't think that will happen. But my point is. Even in 2019, when we won the MLS Cup and beat LA at LA in the playoffs, we did go down to LA and we got blasted four to nothing in a similar type of a situation and period of time in the season. Injured, not all of our best players around, et cetera, right? Um, what I want to see, the thing to watch, Sounders fans, is do the Sounders have a plan? Are they able to execute on the plan, right? Do they actually look like they have a rhythm? Um, or is it just like, we don't have a plan. We're just kind of going out there. Right. Cause the Sounders really the last month or so have seemed a bit lost. Now that's the, the negative, the negative stuff, the good news, the Sounders have the fourth most points, meaning the fourth best record in major league soccer since they won the champions league. Okay. That's good. Yeah. That is really good. So in spite of this skid that they had, Right. Basically, since they were able to focus on the Major League Soccer season, they have been very good. Okay, that's that's awesome. I was going to ask you if there's cause for concern, but it sounds like not really. All right. I mean, well, Rich. Oh, last thought. What's your last thought on that? I mean, my my last thought is obviously, are the Sounders in danger of missing the playoffs? Sure. Um, But we're barely past the halfway point um, in the in the season. Tons of games to come. And tons of Western Conference matchups. So look for the, this is one of these games. It's, I, I, no one likes to lose but, and, and looking for silver linings, but look at how the Sounders play. It's more important than the final score line on Friday. Okay. And, and don't worry about the final result. It's do they put up a fight? Gotcha. Do they put up a fight? Do they have a plan? Can they execute? You know? Yeah. Speaking uh, of, there... uh, speaking of putting up a fight, if people want to come to Twitter, and tell you what they really think. Where can they find you? Uh, they can find me uh, at SSU underscore Richard M. 
Awesome. Again, that's uh, SSU at uh, or at SSU underscore Richard M. And I know you're pretty active there. And uh, also check us out at Seattle Sports U uh, on Twitter. Uh, and as well, check us out at SeattleSportsUnion.com for all our great content. Uh, as well, come to an Aqua Sox game. We go to a lot of them. You might, you might see us there for minor league baseball. And we are Seattle Sports Union. Want to thank everybody for listening. Check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and uh, yeah, wherever you can find podcasts. We'll see you guys next time.